hi welcome 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 to another interesting episode of the young minister's wives podcast thank you so much for joining us on this episode and trust me we are in for an amazing time i have here with me damilola aderemi and damilola abola they are both women in ministry they are doing i mean amazing amazing things for god Okay, and today we are going to be talking about ministry from a woman's perspective as a minister and as a minister's wife. Ministry from a woman's perspective as a minister and as a minister's wife. Okay, over to you guys, please. Let's dig in. This, this life thing, um, it's, it's a life of dependency on God basically that's that's the first thing i'll say about this life it's not a life that you can just choose by yourself and do with your own power it's a life that you need yeah it's a life that you need the grace of god to do it's a life that you need his power to fulfill because it will affect every area of your life it will affect your finances it will affect how you raise children it will affect the fabric of your relationship because truly ministry is about um doing the things god has called you to do and we know that there's a way to do the things that god has called you to do so it's 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 heavy duty basically so that's my first introduction it's that it's heavy duty it's not something you can do by a power it's not something you choose by yourself it's something that the holy spirit enables you to do and for some people safe is a matter of he has to why he has to he has to specially equip up as i mean everybody goes through equipping right but the people who they just find themselves in the midst of it and they don't know what to do there's some people who embrace it very easily and other people who struggle to embrace it so it's it's a life of sacrifice mm, that's true wow that's true it's a life of sacrifice so lo- looking at it you know, I, I i also believe that it's a journey that is unique to every to the individuals like ministers wife pastors wives they don't have the same experience you get they all have different stories they all have um different perspective but what what would you say that is one common factor to this unique journey if you if we were to look at it from um a general perspective what do you think it's a is a common like a common ground to all um to being a minister's wife or a pastor's wife um i'll say this basically you know, in, in no matter how unique it is here, yeah, there is a common, like you said, there's a common goal. In fact, I feel like we have more in common than more things that are different. And I see this as something that should serve as comfort. So that when we're going through things, we don't just feel like we're alone. And we understand that we are seen and um, we are understood. So having said that, I think something that is very common for for every single one of us is how at first when we start off we don't know how much god is going to ask of us and then as you grow mm-hmm. you see that there's more and more to sacrifice mm-hmm. 
um, I think something that is also common is that God needs to give us capacity to go with the season. Because the truth of the matter is this. The man that you married, and uh, when you first married him, if he's a true man of God, if you're a true man of God, will not be the same person you married four years into the marriage. And I know that sounds crazy, but what I mean is there's going to be good. There's going to be expansion. There's going to be different seasons. So for each season, you're going to need grace and capacity to deal with the seasons. And that's something all of us have. We all go through different seasons. You might not be going through the different seasons at the same time. So you might be going through a season of plenty. And I'm go- I'm like, I might be going through a season of a wilderness season where God is teaching me to have little. Mm. So there's a unique, in, in the uniqueness of our calling, there's a common ground. Mm. True, true. Wow. Yeah. You know? Mm. And like I said, the one thing I know all of us have to do is live a life of sacrifice. The one thing I know is that at the start, we all always think we know how much is expected from us. So the Holy Spirit draws us closer and shows us how big, how wide, how much we have to give up, how much we have to die to ourselves. Mm. So we're all on this journey of dying to self. We're all on this journey of sacrifice together. My sister, (laughs) where you think you've given all, then he will come and ask for more. So I think that's something we all tend to go through. Wow, wow. That's 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 deep. Like when you think you've given all, there is always more. Like there is always more. You can't just you can't just say, um, I've I've done enough, I've done my best, you know. I've done all I can. Um true. I t- I totally agree. Dami, do you have um I'm sure you have um one or two things to add to this. Yeah. Like Jamie said, it's a life of sacrifice. And for everybody, that's different because, okay, first of all, um, my first thoughts while Dami was talking is that <laughs> ministry, whether you found yourself as the pastor's wife or you get to be called as a woman, mm. um, it's first the call to follow Jesus. Mm. you know there's this part in the bible that i love so much and every time that um i'm doing what god or trying to do what god wants me to do this is what i'm always thinking about the bible said that he told the disciples that come with me you know the first call was follow me and then he sent them until they were called unto himself he could they couldn't be they couldn't be sent you know Mm. so it's always first the call to be with the lord Um, and it is in being with the lord that you really do find uh, the strength for what he has asked you to do Mm. he calls us he doesn't call us to do the work by ourselves i think the mistake that both a pastor's wife that Mm. did not plan to become a pastor's wife and a person that becomes a minister or that is called to be a minister as a woman Mm. one thing that they might have in common is that um, they first think about the the enormous enormity of the work how big how yeah. you know how huge the work is so we are it's easy to get concerned about the enormity of the work like for example let me use a, a minister's wife for example so the person got married and all of a sudden your white husband is the pastor to 
say 50,000, it's 50,000 congregation, all of a sudden you went from being just a sister in the church to becoming um, a pastor's wife, <laughs> right? And you are beginning, to, it happened, it, it almost happened overnight you understand not because you have yeah. not been dating the person and seeing what it's going to be like but it's not the same thing as actually now being that entering that mm -hmm. shoes i'll be sorry entering mm -hmm. those shoes you get what i'm saying and it's yeah. easy to focus on the work and all the things that needs to get done and all the amazing things that you need to do forgetting that um it is not by power and it is not by mind mm -hmm. it is by the spirit and it is like it is in being with the Lord, it is in uh, drawing from him, you know, that you can really know exactly what he has called you to do and to be able to do it with precision, you know, and do it the way he wants you to do it. Mm. Yeah, so I'm saying that our first call as ministers isn't to do. I'm saying our first call as ministers, whether as a minister's wife or as a as a minister yourself, as a woman, is to be. Mm, it's not to do. It's not to, to do. Mm. The problem is always that we are focused on, I need to do, I need to do. And of course, God wants us. You know that many times, it's always like, uh, there are things to do, there are lives to save, there are people that are dying. Yeah. <laughs> They've been dying before, you know, <laughs> and Jesus loves them, and we love them too. Yeah. But we will not be able to do our work well we will not be able to do the work that God has called us to do with the rightly and appropriately unless that we first learn to be with the Lord, mm. you know. Mm. And I'm saying this also to, to mention to those that they've been called, but they are not yet in their season of being sent, mm. you know. Um, and that could happen for somebody, not just as a minister, um, as a woman minister, it can happen to somebody as a minister's wife mm -hmm. that the person has been called, but in this season, in this in this scope of things, the mm. person has not been sent. Mm. You mm. know, and in the midst of the the period before the calling and the sending is the period that you stay with him. Is the period that you sit at his feet. Is the period that you become one with him. Is mm. the period that. Um, um, I can say this because I feel like I've been in that period for for the longest time. Like so, I'm, <laughs> I feel like a professional inside that period. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's because if you are not properly formed, you know, if you are not properly equipped and armored for the work that you have been sent to do, you can end up as a casualty. Mm. And God is more concerned about you and your soul, and your becoming, and, and who you become, than what you do for him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. In, in That's the like, was speaking, right? Yeah. It just made me think of something that happened last night. Okay. So in the month of July, I've had ministrations back to back. I'm going to say back to back. I mean, my body is paining me. <laughs> I am tired. And, you know, something I learned a long time ago, we were, we were in a prayer, we were in a preparatory prayer, and somebody said something. He was talking about my spiritual father, and he said, do you think that Papa has time to prepare for every meeting he goes to? Like, he has time to prepare for every individual meeting that he goes to. Mm. And the answer was no. And he said, this thing is a life that mm -hmm. you contact. Yeah. It must be who you are. And you know the craziest part? 
when the Holy Spirit in this season opened doors of ministry to me, I was absolutely just staying at his feet and just loving upon him. I had gotten to the place where I was like, you know what? If you never give me the glamour or the stage, I'm fine with just being here with you. Mm. And I think a lot of times God wants to bring us to that place where he he takes care of something. And the truth is, we're always going to be in the school of the spirit. It's not that when you start, you stop being in the school of the spirit because there are people who started like very well and then they forgot their first love. And, and that's why scripture always says, he said to that church, you've done so much, you've done so well oh you're 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 winning souls but can you come back to your first love and he was referring to himself as the first love so there are two parts in it there's the part where you you waited you went to the to the cave of adulam you waited on god you trusted him and then he gave you the kingdom like david right he yeah. gave you the kingdom and then when you were off to but when you were supposed to be at war you were standing at the balcony looking at Bathsheba because you had forgotten why god gave you that kingdom mm. just what i'm trying to say yeah. so the, the becoming doesn't just even end when your the ministry starts mm. it, it's it begins with the life that god is giving to you it, it, it begins with your staying in the secret place right yeah. but sometimes we get so caught up we get so busy that if you are not connected to god like dami said you will if if i is the you know, there are times when you go and you will do deliverance, right? And you will yeah. come back home. And your mind cannot help but wonder. And some things will happen. And you will know it's the enemy trying to bring feedback. But because you know where you are with God, you're safe, you're secure. Yeah. So some of us, we get so caught up, like Dami said, in the doing, right? Yeah. And we, this ministry that we trusted God to give to us, this purpose that we trusted God to come into, that we now begin to lose focus on our first love. Mm. we forget like it is a life that you contact i mean if i had to prepare for every meeting i had this month i would have fainted there was a day i was preparing for a meeting i was praying in advance the meeting was two weeks away and the holy spirit literally stopped the prayer and changed the direction to somewhere else at that point i had to understand that god was saying see i've gone ahead in this meeting and i've handled it because i was extremely worried about it it was something that i'd done in little capacity but never in this big capacity before mm. and he said see listen i've gone ahead of you and i've handled that right now what i need you to do is pray about this and so i left that prayer and started focusing on other things right mm. and then i went to that meeting with the Bible study, all the studies I had done, like Dami said, in the secret place, all the studies I had done, not knowing, you know, as, as ministers, you have to study, pray, like, like your, your life literally depends on it because you don't know when God will call for it, right? So it has to be this life that oozes out of us, basically. Mm. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. That is, that's, that's, that's profound, I must say. Wow. Wow. That is really, really profound. Okay, so th there is also one more. Um, there is, so, you know, something that we said that really caught my attention. And is the fact that um, there is um, the, the place of waiting in the place of preparation. I mean, the place of the called and the saints. And I think that... Because somehow, you know, it just occurred to me that a lot of time when we say um, the place of 
they called and they saying, I mean, life is life. So as a minister's, as a pastor's wife, or a minister's wife, or a young minister's wife, you know, the person has other responsibilities outside just being a minister. Just like you said, Dami, like the past two, um, this uh, month has been back to back for you. So the, the, the reality of, the reality of um, the um, living your life like outside, um, outside the ministerial thing and all of that, the, the the fact that okay you have other things to do every day, you know you juggle between other things and then you still find time. So how 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 looking at um, how the the woman now, the minister's wife, or you know, the minister herself. How do you think one can balance it in such a way that because I, I really think that sometimes it's not it's not easy, you know. When I mean easy, easy quote and unquote, like you said, I mean it's a lot of sacrifice. But what is the in the reality of it? How do you balance it as a whether it's a woman called to ministry? Or as a minister's wife, how do you do the balancing without losing out on one side? You know, do you understand my question? Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't know if Dami Akola wants to speak first, but one thing I know Dami is going to say, and one thing I will say because I was reading Dami's post some few days ago, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Grace, the truth of the matter is this: God is so amazing. I was reading, and he was saying to Israel, he said. I created you to stick to me like a loincloth sticks to a man. You, mm. if, if you have the picture of what a loincloth is, it will literally be like a boxer. <laughs> you know boxers now, boxer shorts are yeah. men. You see how it yeah. girds them, basically. Mm. And God was saying, I created Israel to stick to me like that. And the reason is because we cannot function outside of God. So mm -hmm. the first thing eh, I would say honestly, to be honest, that's why I said, remember when we started talking, I said, it's not a life that you just bring yourself into. Sure. You cannot call yourself. It is God who gives you the power both to will and to do. Mm. So I, I would say other things after, but the first thing I would say is this. It is God who gives you grace. I mean, I've, there are days when I had to ask God for grace to cook. There are days when I had to ask God for grace to go to the market. There are days when I had to ask God for grace to be creative about dinner. Mm. grace to go and do the, the things that were expected of me i come from a prayer plan so when i say we pray in in a week i'm i'm, I'm not saying this boastfully i'm just trying to help us understand the amount of time we yeah. spend so yeah. we can have a 10 hours meeting and we will pray for the 10 hours meeting to happen we're literally going to pray for about 12 hours in the whole week to make sure and that corporate prayer though personally if you're leading prayers you're expected to put in like another Let's say six hours. <laughs> so yeah. my point is this. You you can't do that without grace. Mm. So it just brings you back to your dependency on God. Uh, there are other things concerning the balance, but I just wanted to start with that. And I want that me to that me allowed well to um take this stage. Wow. Thank you, Dami. Honestly, you are very correct. And if there's anything I'm learning. <laughs> In this season of my life, <laughs> my sisters, it is that <laughs> you cannot do it without Jesus. Mm. 
there's a power that the Holy Spirit gives that literally carries you. Mm. Like this is the season that I think that I've been most, mo I'm, I'm trying to actually put a plural to the most, but, uh, but as in Jonas, like most stretched in my entire existence. Mm. Right? Yeah. And in this season, I can see, I can stay with everything that's inside of me. Like she said, like Nami said, it is Jesus, Holy Spirit, that gives me the grace to cook. To even want to stand up, you get and do the things that I need to do. Mm. You get. And when I begin to look at it, like you are talking, you are talking about balance. Yeah. Before now, if you asked me this question, maybe in, maybe about a year ago, I will tell you that, well, I think that, um, balance is not really a word i think that something has to give you know because you can't do everything right so yeah. maybe you are just going to have to understand your season and just recognize that season and maximize it and that is true but i also think that in the midst of like you said life continues life must go on you must keep doing the things that you are doing yeah. while you are still while you want to give your best to what god has asked you to do right yeah and whatever that is you are going to depend on the strategy that the spirit keeps. Mm. I feel like we have come to a place in Christianity where we try to be like the world. Do you understand? We try to, um, how do I say it? We try to excuse things. Mm. You get like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just in this season, so I cannot do this thing and I cannot do that thing. And do you understand? It's just not reasonable. It's just not humanly possible. Mm. The truth of the matter is that we are not humans in the we are humans, you understand? I'm saying that we are spirit beings essentially. Yeah. And that means that for the work, every time that God brings you into a season and he still wants you to do the things that you want he wants you to do with all the things that you still have to do, it means that there is grace that is available. Mm. I'm going to share one scripture. Uh, this scripture has just been blowing my mind. <laughs> So it's um, Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians chapter one from like, I think verse seven. And it says that in him, we have forgiveness. In him, we have redemption, sorry, um, by the blood, the redemption, the, the forgiveness of sins, um, according to the riches of his grace, mm. lavished upon us mm. with all wisdom and understanding. Mm. That's not the full scripture, but that's I'm paraphrasing. And you understand what what occurred to me when I read it was there is so much grace hmm, mm. that is available to you to do all of the things that you need to do, mm. and it comes with practical wisdom. Mm. So it is not just that the grace is something that is floating in the sky. You get. Yeah. It is that God, the Holy Spirit, as you spend time in the Spirit, knowing that you have all of these responsibilities and all of these places to juggle, you have work, you have motherhood, you have child, um, wifehood, you have sisterhood, Kenotuku, what are the what are that woods are there? Mm. You know, and you have all of these things to juggle. Mm. The Holy Spirit begins to give you a strategy that works for you, mm. which is why it cannot be copy and paste. True. Which is why the template and the blueprint for your journey and for your assignment can only be given to you. Mm. You cannot find it from another person's journey. 
Mm. Maybe you can catch glimpses of the wisdom from do you understand, but I am saying that the Holy Spirit has to be the one to hand it to you. Mm. That is the only way that you will not burn out. Hmm? Yeah. That in the midst of that strategy, the Holy Spirit has given you time to rest, time to exercise, the time to eat, what kind of things to eat. You, you get. Yeah. And it's not yeah. because the things that so when people see you and and they are saying, Well, how can you do all of these things? They don't understand that you are working with an intelligence mm. <laughs> that they that they don't have access to. And it is not because you can't give it to them because they can't use it. Sure. Everybody's blueprint and everybody's um the way that God designed it is tailor made and custom made sure. for every assignment and for every person. Yeah, which is why the most important thing is to stay in the place of the spirit. The more of the spirit that you stay, you know, sometimes we want to pray. And this is not about praying to minister or anything. Like this is prayer to be with the Lord. And you are genuinely tired. Like the day is, the day has been hectic. You've been a wife. You've been, you've tried to be a good mom. You've tried to do all of the things that you needed to do. You went to work. You came back at nine and you still have to feed your family and take care of your children and get them to bed and do all of that and still have to maybe even minister somewhere the next morning and prepare for that ministration. And by the time you finish all of this, it's about 12 midnight and you want to sleep. And the Holy Spirit no, you cannot sleep over here. Understand that we have to, you have to spend time with me. And it's almost like, uh-uh, <laughs> stop <it> now. <laughs> we can do this later. <laughs> you get Mm. But when you recognize that staying with the Holy Spirit in that moment is not a function of a want. So do you understand? It yeah. is a must. Mm. Because that is where your strategy is. That is where your strength is. That is where your life lies. That mm. is where your your life lies. Mm. You get. Yeah, so that's my point. I don't I don't know if it makes absolute sense. But, it, oh, yes. Of course it makes a whole lot of sense. So I wanted to I wanted to say something about what Jamie said. She said that there's wisdom mm. that can be shared. And I just wanted to give a little bit of that. Please go ahead. A little bit of pointers of things that have helped. Practical things. One thing I'll say is this. You must have priorities. Mm. And, and, and yes, sure, that's something Jamie said. But I, I, will, I will rephrase this in a way that we can use it in our day-to-day lives. So, for example, for me, my home is a, a priority. My home is a ministry to me. I mm. see my marriage as a ministry. Mm. I'm not going to go out and be praying for meetings or even praying by myself or praying in the direction of my calling and not spend time praying with my husband about our home. So mm. I'm not just talking about us doing ministry in the sense of just praying for other people. See, we take time out to pray concerning our home because that's why you see the people who are ministers of God, right? And everything looks awesome outside, but inside there's a terrible storm. Yeah. And that storm will, will tend to affect the, the work. And um, there was this man that we saw this video where he was giving demonic advice, saying, Oh, that when you start serving God, God is jealous. So he's not there to go and spend time with your partner. That's not true. God cares about the state of your home. Yes, as a minister, yeah. as a wife, as a husband. You know one thing that has helped me so much that helps me not to keep malice and stay angry is because I know I'm a minister of God. Mm-hmm. I cannot be fighting with my husband and then go and speak and and speak and sing and the Holy Ghost will move. I know the Holy Ghost knows I know. Mm-hmm. So when I want to start the prayer, you say, Dami, welcome. 
but you know what you need to do <laughs> and so i find myself daily bringing anger bringing conflict in my marriage to god because i know that this home is a priority for god mm. Mm. this my children are a priority yeah my husband is a big priority mm. so i'm not going to be ministering to everybody else and not ministering to the person that god gave me to he's my first assignment to be completely honest true so that's one tip in the sense of prioritizing and and another thing that we can do is this i think we should always ensure that we make time even for leisure and rest we don't play with biblical principles right so yeah. there are times when i know that god is saying take a step back and chill rest in me my value does not come from how well i minister outside my value does not come from how many meetings I'm in in a week. My value comes from the fact that I am a child of God and he loves me. So I'm going to operate from a place of rest. So mm. that even when I am tired from all the work, like how I'm so tired right now, but I'm joyful because I know I'm fulfilling purpose because I know that there is a time for rest. True. So I'm operating from a place of the spirit. And I think that's what scripture says, those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Mm. So our strength comes from waiting. So when Dami says spending time in the spirit, that's where your strength comes from. We, we don't have the system of the world where our strength comes from walking and being active. No, our strength comes from staying. It's in stillness and quietness like our soul, salvation. You know, that's why Isaiah says it is in returning and in quietness. It is in returning that your salvation lies. So I just uh, quietness and confidence lays your strength. Yeah, quietness and confidence that is our strength. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to say that as two tips: prioritizing and understanding that there is a place for rest. It is important. I totally agree. Wow, you know, it can be one, it can be two things that you will love to live with. Um, every one, um, every whether is ministers wife that is listening to this podcast or. Women generally in ministry, you know, in terms of um, their struggles, in terms of their the ministry itself, in terms of working with God, you know, in terms of giving it all it takes, you know. <laughs> what I want to say is really simple. I think this whole call has been, this whole conversation literally has said it. You know, the one thing we have emphasized is those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Mm. They will run and they will not be weary. They will walk and they will not faint. You know, I look at the life of my spiritual fathers and, you know, they will give us testimonies. There are times they will give us testimonies that I was sick. I had malaria, but I had to minister. And then I will step on the stage and the power of God will carry me. Mm. Like, men will be healed. Prophecy will come. Like, meeting that and you wait, will know. And let me ask you a question. Would you not say that the person is not giving priority to is or else at that point okay do you know what there are times yeah mm -hmm. when god uses it right yeah to show forth his glory let me tell you what happened to me today today i went to camp i went to i, I was camp director for a meeting right okay. and i went there healthy, healthy healthy and yeah. then i went to get something and a boss hit me wow guys a boss like i was on the side of the road the man was reversing without looking and he hit me. Whoa. And my hand was pinning me. And you know, camp with teenagers, you have to be active. Yeah. So from my neck to my arm was in pain. 
right? Mm. And you know, I was thinking to myself, where do we go from here? This is early morning, the day has not started. All the shouting I have to do, all the organizing I need to do. And I was in pain. Mm. And then I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, please give me strength. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. You guys, you will not believe. Today we came back. And my husband was trying to massage. And I do not know the place where the boss had hit me. Wow. You don't understand. The pain. And wow. this was pain that I was scared that something was happening to my body internally. I, I was like, God, I can, you cannot send me on assignment. Mm. They cannot get me now. It's me and you. <laughs> I did not send myself. Mm. So my point is, is there's times when you find yourself in situations that just happen suddenly. So, for example, you're, you're called to, to a meeting in, in a Nugu. You get a Nugu, you're fine. By morning, you're, you're running temperature. Mm. And you know for a fact that, so it's a young fellowship that called you. They have nobody else. You mm. know for a fact that God wants to move in that meeting. He has shown you deliverances. So you know that it's God's will that you are in that meeting. Mm. 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 And a lot of times, it's God wanting to show you that you are not the one doing this thing. It's me doing it. Sometimes it's God humbling you because that's what the Holy Spirit showed me today. And it has happened to me where I would, what are we saying? As women, so let's let's use a practical example. Every time I are on our period or we have period cramps, we will not go for menstruation. Yeah, true. We will not support our husbands. <laughs> In fact, everything I said now just happened to me. Mm. So it's about, so that's what I said about we wait upon the Lord. Because in the waiting, eh, there's so much forming that is done. There's so much he furnishes inside of you. Mm. And so the two practical things I'll say is this. Number one, the best way to wait, right, mm. is prayer. Guys, see, don't joke with prayer. Mm. See, don't joke with prayer. Like, if you are called, if you're a woman of God and your husband is a man of God, the place that you should never leave, the one thing that you are never allowed to rest from is prayer. Mm. And when you have prayed, pray some more. And I, you know, there's praying in the spirit. And me, I recommend praying in the spirit daily. But there are times when you just lay down on your bed and you have a conversation with God. There are times when you say, God, I've just come to spend time with you. And you're just quiet in his presence. Mm. The way the Holy Spirit revitalizes us when we just stay with him. Because we know that it's as we see him that we become. Yeah. You know, sometimes we 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 take we take we that becoming state, that just staring at his beauty, remaining wondrous of who he is. Some of us have love, lost our wonder. We've been doing ministry for so long that we have lost our wonder. Mm. We can't remember why we're doing it, so we're burnt out. Mm. You're forgetting what it's like to be in love. Because all of us, I'm sure of us remember when we gave our lives to Christ, we were so in love. And we're forgetting what that love feels like. True. So maybe that's, that's an indication that it's time for you to come back and get your wonder again. And the last thing I would say is this. So the first thing I said is prayer, making sure that you 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 remain amazed by God. The last thing I'll say is this, guys, your marriage is a calling. Mm. I'm not just talking about your raising of children. I think that's a calling as well. But let me say this. Woman of God, man of God, oftentimes we feel like we're sharing our spouses with the world. Mm. And we can be lonely. So the chance that you get, make it sweet. What the enemy will want to do is the times that you get together. So, for example, Apostle will say something. He will travel in Lagos. God had called him to Lagos. Minister, minister, go back to his wife after three months. And the time that he had to spend in the house, 
they will fight. Is it not obvious that it's Satan trying to drive a wedge? Sure. Sometimes as ministers, we are not sensitive. So you go for a meeting and the power of God moves and you come back and that's when you have the biggest fight of your life with your wife. And Satan tries to do that in my home all the time. Mm. The night when we know we've received so much, all of a sudden, you're getting angry easily. You're getting irritated easily. He says something and you're so triggered. See, guard your home. Mm. Prioritize your mom's me or anybody that knows me, me and my husband. My husband is my guy. We have to protect our husbands. Prioritize having sex with your husband. Prioritize going out with your husband. Make your home a safe haven. And if you're a minister's wife and you're struggling in your marriage, see, I want to tell you that God is with you. God is for you and he will fight for you. Amen. Don't leave that place of prayer. Don't think that God has abandoned you. Don't think that the call of God means that 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 um your husband is not yours. He's still yours. God brought you to him for a reason. You are still his helpmate. You are still the backbone. You're the one that's going to help him fulfill destiny. Mm. So what you need to do is stay prayed up and prioritize making that marriage sweet. Mm. Prioritize dying to yourself that the things that God has called both of you to do will shine forth. Because sometimes in our marriage, what happens is we're jealous that our husband, every, it feels like everybody, you, baby, you have more time for people than me. And then you have to say, God, give me grace to understand this season. And when he comes, give me grace to be his peace. I know we say these things and we're like, oh, pick me. No, this seriously. Mm. Don't you, you as a female minister, is that what you want for your husband to be to you? When you have all your back-to-back meetings, don't you want to be able to come back? And he will say, my darling, I love you. Well done. Let me massage your back. Mm. So why is it so hard thinking that you can do that for him? He doesn't deserve it. Do you deserve the love of God? Mm. What did you do to deserve Jesus dying for you on that cross? And that's what marriage is supposed to mirror. It's supposed to mirror the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Mm. It's supposed to mirror the church. So please... Prioritize prayer and prioritize your marriage. Prioritize sex. Prioritize romance. That is also a ministry for you. Keep the main things the main thing. Yeah. Wow. 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 Thank you so much, Dami. Before um Dami speaks, um, I just want to um add something to what you know what Dami said is is profound. Is 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 just the truth. Like is is really the truth because um you know what you said because even sometimes personally you know you just start feeling um that maybe this my my husband you know is giving so much to, i mean there are times that i have conversation with my man like okay bro i know you love god we both love god together you know um but i i think that we you know a back to back is being church 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 ministry ministration ministration blah 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 it's amazing you know i'm with you we are praying together but we also need to make sure that this this home front is intact so that you are not going out there to you know do all of those things for the lord and then um, back at home things you know we need to constantly so i just want to add that to what you said that constantly check up with um um your spouse um you know Constantly check up with your spouse, your husband, and make sure that you guys are good. So that it's not just carrying about ministry work. You two are going about, you are doing ministry work, and then forgetting that there is one important place that um that is left unattended. So thank you so much, Dami. 
Dami, over to you. Let's 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 hear what the Lord will have you say to us. Then this is the conclusion of the matter, my brethren. Stay with the Lord. Okay, I want to say this. Um, I also think that in staying with God, hmm, yeah. stay with God, your greatest amour, one of your greatest um how do I say this? Weapon mm. is obedience. Mm. So that whatever it says that you should do, do it. Come on now. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's popular. It's not popular. Do it. Mm. And because you see, we're in the last days <laughs> and we are only going to survive by direction, by instruction. Is simple, mm. and that's how God is going to save His people financially, mm. their marriage, every part of it is going to be obedience. Mm. And you know what I love? What I really love about serving Jesus is the fact that it actually gives you an instruction, mm. but yeah. it also actually gives you the is the strength to carry out the instruction. You get mm. so that you don't have to do it on your own and you're not overwhelmed, you know. Such a um, romantic God. It's such a romantic God. You get like, oh, sweet. I don't know how to do it now, Jesus. I think go, go make sense to me. I'm sorry, guys. You know, and you know, one other thing is that because we are we are talking to women here, the, the place that the devil attacks a woman the most is in the place of our emotions. Mm, true you know so you know... emotions are always running <laughs> and we have plenty of excuses for it ovulation and material <laughs> i just gave you things are true but still... no they are hard. no 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 i'm not making i'm not making them small because they are very true they are big deals you understand like they can be overwhelming those emotions can be actually overwhelming the problem is that as overwhelming as they can be, the devil tries to use them as an opening ground, especially in our marriages, you know, to cause bitterness and anger, mm. you know. And you are sweet outside, do you get? But you are a hungry woman in your house. You know, and the devil knows that as long as he can get you in your home, hmm, mm. ah, the battle has been won, yes. right? So the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to cleanse our emotions, mm. you know, which is why I said, which is why the first thing I said was obey him. You understand? And I'm not saying when we say obedience, I feel like when I first started hearing obedience, I always think that the Holy Spirit wants to send me to Timbuktu. So I was always afraid of obedience. Like every time you mention obedience, I'm like, God, God is going to send somebody to China for one mission field. Yeah. It was always something difficult and something extremely impossible yeah. that I never wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. But the instructions are little. Like your husband comes back from home or he's coming back and Jolly Spirit already, you, you know that when he gets back, you're always angry. But just been saying, just go to the door and stay at the door, wait for him to come and give him a hug. It's simple. Hmm. Just understand. Yeah. It seems simple. It might not be simple at the moment, especially if you're angry, right? But if you obey, if you take the first step hmm. and you obey, we have to remember that as Christians, we are not feelings people. 
you get we don't feel things before we do them mm. you get we get into the we get into the hacks and then maybe emotions for Jonas maybe our feelings now join our head have you join us in the yeah. most of it. sometimes you don't want to even pray you are exhausted mm. but start open your mouth and start first mm-hmm. and strength is released mm. you get yeah. God wants you to do something take the first step first the rest of the road will be clear Mm. Yeah, so I'm saying that we must be obedient and as God is trying to work on our emotions and help us become more stable you know more grounded mm. we must be able to listen and know that okay this is what God is doing in me and be surrendered to that process no matter how difficult it seems in the moment grace is available mm. and that is important so mm. So oh, there's something that me said I wanted to paraphrase first. I, I wanted to give us the catchphrase, you know, and it just came to my spirit. And it said, the only way you stay and you don't become is if you stay in disobedience. Ah, then, mm-hmm. deep, you see? So there's, there's no point of staying if you're going to stay in disobedience. Mm. That's why you see people who pray for 10, 20 hours and you cannot see it in their life. Because when God said move, they did not move. Mm. the power is not that in that we're just praying it's who we are praying to and what we do after we pray and the key to obedience is faith so if you are struggling with obedience you need to check your faith level and say god help my own belief Mm. help my help my own belief help me to trust you the holy spirit has to take me through a process of learning on faith so if you're struggling with your faith see true hebrews 11 true romans 4 Go to sleep listening to it. Because the only way you stay and not become is if you stay in disobedience. Mm. Mm. And another thing about our emotions is this. Last thing, please. About our emotions is this. It's not that God expects us not to have emotions. It's mm-hmm. that, because the Bible tells us that we should love him with our hearts. Yes. So he wants our, He wants to control our emotions. I know mm-hmm. the, why the Bible says, um, if you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Because when you delight in the Lord, your desires begin, begin to become his desire. Yeah. So right now, your emotions are not in tandem with his. But the more you do things, right, the more you follow him, the more your emotions begin to change. Be, be, the more they become, be, they begin to conform to his own. Because he mm-hmm. said, because you have heated on righteousness, I have poured upon you the oil of gladness. How do yeah. you get to the place where you hate on righteousness? Is mm-hmm. that at first it's me- mechanical. For example, we watch there are times when you see a movie and there's a gay person in it. I know you, they condition you. Obvious. Obvious. You know what? Do you get? But you say yeah. to yourself, you know what? No, God doesn't like this, so I yes, don't like you it. Want it. And then you notice that after a while, if if you now see, you begin to hate sin, purposely. Yes, you're not true. hating the person; you're hating the sin. So it's not that God doesn't want to use our emotions because the Bible tells us a lot of times God, Jesus moved out of compassion. Mm. Jesus cried; he fell. But his emotions were under the control of, of God, mm. of the Father. His emotions were in tandem with the Father's emotions. There are times when God uses our emotions to speak to us. So you're outside and you see something and you're, you're well with compassion and you begin to pray. So our emotions are a superpower, but they're only a superpower when we hand it over to God. That's God. I'm going to next. If Damla talks again, she's going to start staring. Damla is to stare up the waters in my inside. God, <laughs> <laughs> Let us stare it up, please. <laughs> okay, but seriously, I, 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 I totally, I totally concur. And one other thing that, if there was anything that 
I learned, I've learned in the past few weeks is the fact that the fear of God, mm. hmm? you cannot say that you love God and tolerate the things he doesn't like. It's not like you like them. I'm not even saying that you like the things that God, you tolerate the things that God does not like. Come on. You are, you are just comfortable around sin. Mm. Oh, it's just okay, you know. It's not okay. You get, yeah. like, if God hates it, you hate it. Mm. It's simple. If God, this, if God does not want it, you cannot have it in your environment. Mm. And I'm not saying that you are hating people because mm, I'm saying that you are hating things, you understand? And you are very conscious of what you allow in your space. Because we are women, um, you, you actually determine the temperature, you know, of the house, mm. of your family, right? So you decide what is being watched. You decide, you decide, and you can do all of these things and reset them in the place of prayer, which is actually your first place of assignment, mm. you know. So you fill your house with music, with, with worship, you know. You fill your house with God's word everywhere, the ones you can stick on the wall. You, you get what you Joy. You fill your house with joy. You cannot forget. And those things actually come from the place... Like I was saying, I've been so stretched in this season. And when you are stretched and you're tired, I'm not sleeping complete hours, apparently. Um, and my days are extremely long. Well, like every other person on the face of the earth, I think. And you are dealing with extremely <laughs> cranky babies all day. So by the time it's evening, you are already overdone. You are stimulated beyond reasoning, right? But because God is teaching me to stay in his presence, the staying in his presence that I do in the course of the day, like I'm saying, if you are in the house, fill your house, pray on the go, worship on the go. You, you get what I'm saying? Listen to audio book as you are moving around. Don't waste time. Redeem every time. Redeem every time. Redeem every time. Redeem every, every moment and make sure that you are feeling it with the presence of God. You are feeling it with things and that is how your emotions, you cannot be consistently bitter in a place where there is constant worship mm. you can't be consistently hang, um, um, jealous, you know those kind of things in a place that you are consistently speaking in tongues you know go, the two of them you know you still go together one has to the give spirit cancels out the flesh Benny. so the more of the spirit you are feeding the more the flesh begins to lose its power and its hold on you you don't even want to watch some movies again. Nobody even has to preach that sermon to you. Mm. You know, you are, you are just free from it. You know, you are, you are just, you have overgrown it. Like you're looking at it, that people still watch it. Wow, I'm amazed. Glory to God. You know, there are things you can't wear. You know, like we now begin to talk about women in ministry and the way they dress. And you're now like, what's going on? Guy, women, I don't even open that account. I don't even. I you understand because what well, you don't judge them because you know that it's just because they have not got into a place in God. So I'm saying that if you stay enough in the presence of God, things will fall off. There are things that you're not going to be struggling with because they just fall off you because they can't stay. The you know, as you go through the as you ascend, the Bible says that who can ascend into the hill of the Lord. He was cleaner than a pure heart and does not lift up his soul onto high consecration. Yeah, you get is the consecration as you go up, things drop off. As you go up, 
things drop off. So our wow. our aim is 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 our utmost. I be our our utmost for his eyes. I don't know. So the glory of God and the shame of the devil. I don't know what I'm you, saying. Mommies, you know something I used to think about. A lot of times we expect our husbands to always lead, and sometimes we forget that they're weak, and we need to set an example for our husbands. Look, your husband is the leader. He's a priest. Yes. But most of the times when he's having downtime, when he's struggling to pray, when he's when he's thinking of finance, he has so much financial burdens on him. Do you know something I do purposefully? At a particular time in the night, I just start praying in tongues. And he's there, right? He might be trying to work on his laptop. And I'm going past and I'm praying in the spirit. I'm fetching well, water dad, in the spirit. Yes, I yes. Just, look at what I'm doing over there. He's sanctifying yeah. my house. I'm mm -hmm. finding my husband. That baby, mm -hmm. Jesus is waiting for us. Let me, let me, let me tell you. There's no scripture. Sorry. Sorry, let me just say, there's no scripture, yeah? <laughs> With your conduct. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, you talk too much. Act. Don't, don't talk, do. You are talking too much. Let the man breathe. It's okay. It's like, that, it's like you are teaching us the same thing. You're like, like, the same thing. And that's the obedience. Shut up and pray. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sitting there outside. I'm not being another one. It's fine. It's fine. Oh my God. It's fine, please. Because, okay. Yeah. Please. So, you know, you know what I'm saying is profound because um, sometimes what leads our husbands, what, what makes our marriage un, unfruitful is how much we are using emotions you know, to, to act. We are, we are always talking. We are always acting. Yes, we are always doing stuff, trying to get them to become something, you, you know. And the Holy Spirit has taught me that. You can't do it. Stop it. Mm. You cannot do it. So what you need to do hmm, mm. is to do what I need you to do. Fill mm. your house with prayer. Fill your house with worship. Mm. If you are set on fire, Mm. Fire does not need to beg anybody. Woman, do you understand? Mm -hmm. it's going, every other person is going to catch fire if you catch it enough. Mm. If you are burning, everything in your house will burn. Mm. Just burn first. Mm. You get like, and that is where the power is. So mm. trying to change people, trying to conform them to your, you are not the one conforming them to the place you want them to be. It's God that is doing the conforming. Mm -hmm. Your job is to stay where you are, you understand, and, and release yourself to the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it's beautiful, honestly. It is. We thank wow. God. We continue thank to thank you for Ramu. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Damia Bola. Thank you so much, Damia Dereni. This has been profound. I've written and written, and there, there is so much that, personally, even me, personally, that. Brother said to me tonight, through what both of you have said, there, there are places that I know that after this call, you know, there, there are things that just having this conversation that God has laid on my heart, you know, there are areas that I know that I need to go and sit with God and say, God, in this area, how far, you know? And I just want to, um, I just want to round up by saying this. There was, there was, well, um, was Dami Adem while she was talking and then when Dami took over, there was a prayer that DDK um, mentioned some days ago that we should pray. And it popped in my heart again. I just went to my book to look at it. And um, the prayer is 
God sanctify my time and pour weight and words into my days. Mm. Sanctify my time and pour weight and words into my days. And, you know, I've been praying the prayer for some days since I heard it. And I just realized mm. that just praying it alone, it helps me. It, it, it's been like a refocus for me. It's been like a, a the alignment for me of, of me, me focusing on what really matters and just like Dami said that that's obedience you know what really matters and, and like Dami said that there is no point staying there's no point waiting if you're not going to obey what God has said it's, it's totally pointless it's, it's totally not what not I mean it's not even worth it that you deny yourself as a woman minister as a minister's wife you know you deny yourself and we are not going to obey him it does not make sense. So if, if there is one thing that I would like, I would love to leave us with is that particular thing is the place of obedience and the place of trusting God in, in all, all that we have heard and all that has been said. Is in the place of releasing ourselves to the Holy Spirit and taking those baby steps, going back to those instructions that the Lord has given us in the past that we've not yielded. And you know, just taking it up and you know taking it up to god in the place of prayer and saying god help me and you know taking those steps doing those things that it will have us do thank you so much before i really appreciate us thank you so 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 much for thank you for having us. us right thank you for having us we've been a great time in the presence of god yeah, it has. I agree. I agree. So, people, this is where we draw the curtain on this particular episode. Join us next time, next episode on Young Minister's podcast. I'm sure that we've been blessed and we pray that God will continually help us. He will strengthen us and we'll find strength in, in, her, in every area of weakness. We'll find strength as, as many that has lost touch with God, you know, in the place of prayer and the place of fellowship, that the Lord will lift us up and we'll be able to go back to those places and, and pick it up again and begin to do great things and, and wonderful things for God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.